falling in love with Jesus. Falling in love with Jesus. Falling in love with Jesus is the best thing I could have ever done in his arms. I feel so protected. And in his arms, I'll never be disconnected. In his arms, I feel so protected. It's the best place. It's the best place. It's the blessed place I could ever done. Falling in love with Jesus is the best thing that I could have ever done. Put that little guy up there. That's my great-grandbaby. That's Mr. Lewis Lawrence Glenn Keyes, Jr. He always says, my name is too long, so we call him Little Lou. I have the honor and the privilege of being a part of his life every single day. And although he's only five years old, we have lots of conversations every day. So on last evening, as we were laying on my bed with his little legs crossed, propped up on my pillow, and he was intensely playing his favorite video game, Hedgehog. And I, on the other hand, was reading a book and in that moment of silence, he removed his little earphones and simply said, Gigi. And I said, yes, little Lou. I love you, Gigi. It seemed as if the world had come to a standstill and my heart embraced those words as if I had heard them for the very first time. I love you, Gigi. On last week, President Taylor shared with us faith that sees Jesus, the compassionate. The compassion of hearing blind Bartimaeus shout, Jesus! Hmm. Jesus was so moved with so much compassion, so much kindness, so much kind-heartedness, so much care that he simply told Bartimaeus, your faith has healed you. You see, everything changes when you meet Jesus. This morning, our text comes from Mark, the 12th chapter, verses 28 through 34, and it simply says, you are right, teacher. You have truly said that he is the one, and besides him there is no other, and to love him with all your heart, with all your understanding, with all your strength, and to love one's neighbor as oneself, this is much more important than all the burnt offerings and sacrifices. And when Jesus saw that he answered wisely, he said to him, you are not far from the kingdom of God. After that, no one dared to ask him any questions. That's the last part of that scripture, so I'm going to back it up. Oh, there we go. Thank you. <laughs> One of the scribes came near and heard him disputing with one another and seeing that he answered them well, he asked him, which commandment is the first of all? And Jesus answered, the first is, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, 
with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. And then the second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Then the scribe said to him, now put that back up there. <laughs> that second part, you are right, <laughs> teacher. You have truly said that he is one and besides him there is no other. And to love him with all your heart, with all your understanding, with all your strength, and to love one's neighbor as oneself. This is much more important than all the whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw that he answered wisely, he has said to him, you are not far from the kingdom of God. And after that, no one dared to ask him any question. You are not far from the kingdom of God. Kingdom love. When Louis said, Gigi, I love you, I knew without a shadow of a doubt that he meant that with all his little heart, with all his little mind, and with all of his little soul. And the reason I know this is because as soon as I took him to school the very same morning, I helped him hang up his coat. And I said, you have a good day, Louis. And he said, stop, stop, Gigi, Gigi. It caught everyone's attention in the learning center. And I said, what, Lou? He says, I love you so much, Gigi. And then he said, with all my heart. And with tears running down my cheeks <laughs> and all the teachers in the learning center crying, <laughs> those words penetrated my very so, you see, in this particular text, a Pharisee, a scribe, was amazed at how Jesus gave answers to the Sadducees, and he had a question on his mind that he wanted to ask Jesus. You see, in this encounter, Jesus answers the questions that gets right to the heart of the Pharisees, and what Jesus had to say to this man, he has to say to us today. Jesus said, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Then Jesus took all 613 commandments of the law and condensed them into two commandments. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind and with all your strength. Jesus said, love. This is agape love. It refers to love that is not only intelligent, but is purposeful and committed. It is love that is not, it, it is a love that is an act of will. This is the kind of love God has for us. It is unconditional, perfect, eternal, and changeless. It is utterly unselfish. It is love that gives itself away with the expectation of nothing in return. This is the kind of love that caused Jesus to go to the cross to give himself for us. In other words, we are to love him like he loves us. This love is possible only because he first loved us. And then the passage goes on to say, love the Lord God with all your heart. The word heart refers to the core of our physical beings. The very core of your being should throb with the love for the Lord. And when we love him with all our heart, loving him in all the other areas of our lives will be no problem. Then with all your soul, the word soul refers to the seat of the emotions and the will. Our love for him should be an emotional love. That is when we should not be ashamed to express our love with the emotions. I express my love in singing, in praising, 
in shouting, in running, to tell the whole world that I know about a man that knows everything about me, and yet he still loves me. See, you may not be as loud and boisterous as Mama Beans, and that's okay. But you need to let him know you love him today. With all your mind, the word mind refers to the intellect. As we grow in grace and in the knowledge of who God is, as he reveals himself to us more in his word, and we respond to that truth, we begin focusing the power of the intellect to worship him and to love him. And then with all of our strength, the word strength speaks of our might, our power, our abilities, every ability, every gift, every talent that you have is because God loves you and wants you to display that ability. Lastly, the second commandment says, love your neighbor as yourself. Hmm. <laughs> there is no commandment greater than these. You just might have that roommate. Hmm, I'm just saying. Love your neighbor as yourself. This commandment builds on the first. You see, the scribe had not asked about anything beyond the first commandment. Jesus goes a step further to teach us the truth that genuine love for God also manifests itself in perfect love for one's fellow man. Love your neighbor. Who is your neighbor? Your neighbor is not just the person who is your friend. They are not just the person who looks like you, walks like you, talks like you, or runs in your circles. According to Jesus, your neighbor is anyone who wears a suit of skin. Love your neighbor as yourself. Everyone in this room loves themselves. I love me some me. When me is hungry, I feed it. When me is thirsty, I give it something to drink. When me is sick, I get some medical treatment. In other words, we always seek to meet the needs that pertain to self. But we are to love those around us as well with the same kind of love. This does not mean that we love others with a mere sentimental or emotional love. No, we are to love others with a love that actively seeks their good. We are to do more than talk about love. We are to demonstrate genuine agape love to those who live around us. When my great-grandson said, I love you so much, he meant it. I felt it in my heart and in my soul and in my mind. I felt the love of Jesus when he said those precious words to me. He demonstrated it, not only when he said it, but he ran up to me and he hugged me and he kissed me on the cheek and he said, Gigi, you have a good day. Jesus said in the text, you are not far from the kingdom of God. And I felt that I was not far from the kingdom of God through my precious great-grandson. Yeah. Young people, I've been here 23 years, and I've seen how students treat other students. And it was not with the spirit of love. It grieves my heart when we feel that because someone is different that they don't deserve love or compassion. Someone needs to hear you say, I love you today with the love of Christ. So I pray today that you will take the opportunity to tell someone, call someone, text someone, email someone, Facebook someone that you love them. 
it just might be what they need to hear. You see, this is the kind of love that is called kingdom love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Somebody needs to know that they are cared for. Someone is longing on this campus just for you to say, hi, how are you? I love you and Jesus loves you and ain't nothing you can do about it. <laughs> this is the kind of kingdom love. This is the kind of love that changes everything when you meet Jesus. God bless you this morning. Receive a love blessing benediction. Love is the strongest power. Love makes the world go around and love makes the flowers bloom. Love makes you and me. Love can never, love you can never take it. Love you can only give it. Love you can never buy it and love you can only receive it. Love you can't buy with money and love you can't buy with your looks. And sometimes you have to realize love can't buy with your kind heart. Love is a blessing. Love is an unpredictable thing. So when you have it, just remember that love is a gift, and that gift came from God. God bless you this morning.